As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it that's facebook that will take you to our pbnradio.com facebook page for my personal page while you're at the pbnradio.com facebook page go up to the search bar and at the top enter pat rutherford 1232 pat rutherford 1232 Broadcasting Network. Say thank you, Lord. 
It's amazing to me how in Claudia and, and myself learning about well I I'm I'm not sure how to say this. Uh because once it comes out of my mouth and into the microphone, uh, it's said, and there are no take backs, and um, you get no immediate feedback, as, like when you're talking with someone. For instance, we can be talking with Don and Pam, And if I say something that doesn't quite come through where they understand what I'm saying, I, I see it on their faces. So I can immediately react and go, no, what, what I meant was da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then you see the light come on. Oh, oh, oh. I can't get that here. In radio it's it's uh, it's one-sided uh, until I sometimes get a, a feedback from uh, some by an email or you know something like that a text sometimes I um, Claudia and I really started our walk in, well, as far as Jesus is concerned, I started my walk with, with him when I was born. It's just all been such a process, but Claudia and my, if, if I had to put a point at which the light started coming on as to who Jesus is and what he means in our lives. It 
It was around 1980, 1981. Some friends that um, Claudia and I went to, uh, well, I went to school with, uh, went to school with the husband, John and Jeannie. They had, uh, well, John and another good friend, Mark, gave me a call once. I've, I've told some of this story before. Um, gave me a call one night, and, and they were went to school like I did in the um, denomination that we were members of. And to be a member of this denomination just kind of assured you a place in heaven uh, should you keep all the commandments correctly. And a, 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 a very strict denomination. And, you know, at, at some point, strictness is good. I mean, when you look at it, God has his, his rules. You know, his house, his rules. Don't go trying to change the rules. His house, his rules. Doesn't mean he loves you any less, but it's his house, his kingdom, his rules. Don't go try to change them. You're banging your head against the wall, and it's not going to do any good to try to change his rules. His rules are best. Well, we all went through that, Mark and, and John and I, and then the, the girls, Chris and, and Jeannie and Claudia. They were at seminary where... John and, and Mark and I were. We uh, graduated from the seminary, went to our prospective churches where we, we had, you'd have to understand the hierarchical um, division of the denomination and the pastors and all. Uh, the three of us guys had been picked up, chosen by uh, what was called the Northern California Conference, which meant uh, like San Francisco and above, all the way up to Crescent City. Uh, we'd be been chosen, specifically chosen by that conference to uh, be pastors underneath the president of that conference uh, you know the whole world was broken up into areas and within the United States we had areas Northern California Central California Southern California um, Did we have a southeastern California? I think we had a southeastern 
California. It's been so long, I've, I've forgotten a lot of it. <clears throat> well, right out of college, we were some of the few chosen. It's as if, you know, Xerox had come in and, and held a, a job fair and they looked over the candidates who would like to work for Xerox and uh, Xerox chose, you know, one, two, three, five, you know, whatever, who they wanted to work for their company, the, the I guess the brightest and the best. Um, not saying that I was part of the brightest and the best. Um, they just, we, they had their meetings each conference in Northern California happened to, to choose. Um, I know there were two from our college that, that we went to, Loma Linda University. Um, Steve Chavez and, and myself. Was there another one? It's been so long. Um <clears throat> But they had come down and, and they chose at least Steve and myself and uh, Northern California did. And so we were part of their conference. They, they uh, groomed us. They uh, put us into the churches. They wanted us to be in to be able to um, be groomed by the pastors that were there, the established pastors that were there. And um, we were there for a year right out of college at, at a church. And then they paid for our uh, moving us to Michigan where our uh, seminary was and still is. Um, paid for uh, the schooling. And we had to go out and get another job to pay for our, you know, everyday bills and the food and, and things like that. But um, they paid our way through seminary. Now, why I got off on all that, it, it was just trying to introduce you to a little bit of what we went through <clears throat> to get where, where we were. Uh, the three of us, John, Mark, and and myself were groomed like that. And then after seminary, they had chosen the church that we go to uh, to take our skills and knowledge that we had learned and be under another pastor for however long a time uh, until the, the ultimate goal was to fill some of the spots from retiring ministers and um, go in there and be charge of a church. Uh, Mark and and Mark and John graduated the year before I did. They were chosen a year before I was. Um, they had graduated from college a year before I did. Um, 
So they already had their, their church. By the time I graduated from seminary, uh, they already had their own church. And they also had been studying their Bibles and found some inconsistencies within, well, let's just call it like it is. It, 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 it was not what it was told to be. They deviated, the church that we were serving, deviated greatly from what's taught in Scripture. And you'd have to understand all that. I just don't have time to go into it right now. I have before. Um, so when I graduated and went through being with a pastor and I, I started down a path which started a little separation from the way that the pastors were doing things out there and eventually led to I saw no purpose in what they were doing. Uh, it was more of a, I, I'm just not cut out to do this, than it was a theological choice for me. I didn't know that there were such great deviations from truth within, within Scripture. Well, John and Mark had been studying so Claudia and I had left Northern California. I resigned and came down to Southern California. And I got a call one night. As I say, 1980, 1981. And it was Mark and John on a conference call with me. Pat, we'd like to share some things with you that we have found in Scripture. And I'm always ready for that. Yeah, okay, sure. We want to show you some things we've found and see what you think. So they went through the uh, probably number one major doctrine other than the Sabbath, um, the investigative judgment what they called the investigative judgment. And uh, that was... After the Sabbath, that, that was the big doctrine. They said, we just want you to go to the book of Daniel and read the specific verses and I'm trying to think, but you know, it's been so long since I've studied that. It was uh, Daniel, what, seven or eight, maybe nine. And they said, let's let's just read that. We've got our Bibles open. They were they were still in Northern California, but not they they had their own churches. Um, they were they were seeking how God wanted them. They had left Northern California Conference, employment in Northern California Conference. And um, 
So I started reading it with them on the phone. I said, just read it. And you got to the point <clears throat> where they said, okay, wait a minute, what you just read, would you read that verse again? And I read that verse. And in context, they said, in context, where did that happen? In heaven or on earth? A big, big difference with our denomination. I sat there and I went, wow. It was totally opposite what we have been taught. I mean, if you just read Scripture and let it speak to you, it, it was... I mean, there's no doubt it happened on earth instead of heaven. Huge difference. That started Claudia and me digging, digging and digging into Scripture. I had given my life to this church. I was a fourth generation, and so was Claudia, in that church. And it caused a lot of turmoil within us as we separated from that church. We lost friends, we lost position, we lost possessions. It was John and Jeannie who we received a call sometime after that. They had come to Southern California to a conference down there. Uh, John Wimber, who had started uh, the Vineyard Church in Southern California. He said, John and Jeannie said, come on. Come have uh, dinner with us. We're down here, and we're going. We're at this conference, and uh, they had a plan <laughs> for us. Little did we know, and we discussed the differences that we had found over dinner. And they said, "Come on to the conference with us." I, I knew that there was. You had to. They charge for the conference for the materials and and to get in because seating was limited. I said, John, Jeannie, we, we, haven't, we haven't bought tickets or, or anything. We're not prepared to do that. Nah, come on, it's okay, it's okay, come on. So we got there and there were people at the door checking your pass to get in. Claudia and I didn't have a pass. John and Jeannie had a pass because they had they had paid their admission. They said, just, just come with us. Come on. They don't. They're checking the admission. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know what we were going to do. Get up there. We, we, we don't have... We got up there. They checked the pass of the people in front of Claudia and me. For some reason, when Claudia and I got there the man checking our passes, his attention was to the, to the guy next to him. The guy had asked the question. His attention was, oh, this Claudia and I slipped on through. And then he looked back and started checking the passes of the people behind us. 
It was at that point. It all started with that phone call from John and Mark. And now to hear John Wimber. We didn't know who John Wimber was. But we heard this man just talk about Jesus and talk about Scripture. And we found out that Jesus, this, this sounds so trite, I, I, and I don't mean it to be. He wants us to be his friend. We get into these, and, and so since that day, Claudia and I have been digging and, and you know, growing, and it seems like every day there's something new, and I didn't know that. Wow. Um, so, different religions, and even non-denominations, denominations, non-denominations, you, you get into a set of doing this and doing that and doing this because you think that's what re that's what is required to enter heaven and our attention is away from being a friend and we started doing christianity instead of being you just be a friend be a Christian it's not the do attitudes it's the be attitudes in Matthew 5 and I, I, that was a big one when somebody just changed those two words do and be in the very front of that it went ding in, in my head wow I had heard for the longest time, you just be Claud Claudius, uh, be Jesus' friend. But nobody showed me, what, what does that mean? Just be a friend. Be. A friend we often talk about well you just pray you you just talk with Jesus well how, how do I talk with Don and Pam how do I talk with with Jenny how, how do I talk with with Dee and Steve and Mr. Buddy how, how do I talk with them I, I don't have to go through certain rituals when Claudia and I go over we kick back on the couch she's got a, a her chair that, that she sits in over there and there's no agenda we just enjoy being we enjoy being with with Dee and Steve and Mr. Buddy we enjoy being with Wendy and and her mama Jenny. 
and so many others. And so we study scripture not to try to become a Christian. We already are. We be a Christian. And to Claudia and me, that made all the difference in the world. And so that's another thing, one of those things we just practice here. Just be together.
say, less of me, God. That's gain, not loss. That's you, not us. That's more, not less. For the sake of the whole world, we open our hands and our lives to you tonight, Jesus. And we trust you. We believe you. We are here for you. We are yours. Yeah, we are yours. Yeah. You came to the world you created, trading your crown for a cross. You willingly died. Your innocent life paid the cost. Open our eyes to see it, Jesus. Counting your status is nothing. The King of all kings came to serve. Washing my feet, covering me with your love. Open hands, nailed for you and me. Yeah. If more of you means less of me, take everything. Yes, all of you is all I need. So take everything, oh Jesus. You are my life and my treasure. The one that I can't live without. So here at your feet, my desires and dreams I live now. Here at your feet, my desires and dreams I lay down. Yes, I do. If more of you means less of me, take it. All I need. 
Let him heal you tonight. Let him have you. Let him hold you. Let him change you. Let him heal you tonight. Let him have you. Let him hold you. Let him change you. Let him heal you. Let him have you. Let him Over the past number of weeks, I've sensed a rising agitation in my spirit, particularly while praying over the United States of America. When I asked the Holy Spirit what this agitation was, He showed me a vision. I was lifted up over the United States as though watching her from space. I could see a fog completely covering the United States from the East Coast to the West Coast in a thick, dense and heavy cloud. I knew in the vision this was no ordinary fog. This was a demonic principality, and in it I could see words swirling. They were the words, confusion, 
division, disorder, strife, chaos, frustration, lawlessness and exhaustion. The Holy Spirit then caused me to see closer and I was able to see God's sons and daughters in amongst the fog. They were being poked and prodded by the fog itself, almost painfully. Not knowing where this prodding was coming from, they began looking to their left and to their right, and all at once a loud brawl started to break out. They were bickering and picking at one another until all I could hear was the noise of their discord, much like the division that we have been witnessing. The Holy Spirit then allowed me to see the demonic principality within the fog who was poking and prodding God's sons and daughters. This spirit was not like others I have seen before, but as I looked closer, it was much smaller than it made itself out to be. It was throwing these words of chaos like a lasso over the hearts and minds of God's children, laughing as it did. I then heard the Spirit of God say to me, divide and conquer. This is the enemy's strategy. I share this vision with you, not to focus on the enemy, but that we may see the enemy working within, set our crosshairs upon him, aiming our arrows at him, and release God's strategies to him as a bullseye into his plans. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I have not changed my mind about America. I have not. I will not allow her to be destroyed by darkness. It is time for my people to arise and rebuild. The enemy has had us bickering with one another, all the while strengthening his plans to divide and conquer. It is time that shifts. In the book of Nehemiah, God called Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. It was a seemingly impossible task for a mere cupbearer to the king, but it was Nehemiah's faith and his obedience to the call that released reinforcements from heaven to help him with the task set before him. I want to reveal to you some divine strategies from within Nehemiah's story that speak prophetically to us right now. While a cupbearer to the king at first glance may not seem like a very esteemed position, a cupbearer was held in very high rank within the king's courts. Nehemiah's duty was to serve the king his wine, and given that there were constant threats and plots aimed at the king, the cupbearer's responsibility was to vigilantly guard the wine against poison. A cupbearer was considered the most trustworthy of persons. They had close relationship with the king and held great influence within his courts. I believe the Lord is looking for cupbearers in this hour, ones he can trust the secrets of his heart with. These will be the ones that he has ordained to rise and rebuild. God is looking for a people who will guard the new wine from the poisonous lies and division that are running rampant across the earth right now. Proverbs 4.23 tells us, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Those who are guarding their hearts in this hour are those he deems trustworthy to guard the wine of the outpouring and rebuild the walls of America. Though you may be in obscurity now, God is elevating his cupbearers to positions of great influence in his courts to overturn and overthrow the enemy's plans in this hour. When Nehemiah went before the king with his request to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, the king bestowed great favour upon him. 
He then went one step further by supplying him with armies of men, horses and supplies from his own forests. God is bestowing favour upon his bride in this hour to rebuild the walls of America. He is releasing armies of heaven to us as we respond to this call. He is supplying us with the strength we need to rebuild what has been torn down. America is not in the middle of destruction. She is in the middle of a divine restoration. What we are seeing play out before us is the revealing of the destruction of many generations. Strongholds are being exposed. Demonic principalities are being brought to the light. It is the restoration of the Lord, and we must keep our eyes fixed on who the real enemy is and not back down. Isaiah 61 verse 7 Instead of your former shame, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, your people will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, in their land, they will possess double of what they had forfeited. Everlasting joy will be theirs. Nehemiah faced fierce opposition in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem through Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official. Sanballat the Horonite means enemy in secret within the people. It is not difficult to see that we are facing a similar enemy right now, an enemy that is hiding his tactics within people, just like I saw in the vision of the fog. Tobiah, on the other hand, has a godly name meaning, Yahweh is good. Why would his name represent the goodness of God, yet he worked in direct opposition to what God was doing? Both Sambalat and Tobiah represent the political and religious principalities working together to abort Nehemiah's mission of rebuilding. Tobiah mocked the direction and move of God working through Nehemiah, and today we face the same enemy. The political and religious systems of this world are working in direct opposition to mock what the Spirit of the Lord is doing to bring restoration to America. In Nehemiah 4, it tells us that the work of Nehemiah and those anointed to rebuild were mocked and ridiculed relentlessly. In chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, it says, But when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on and that the breaches were being closed, they were very angry. They all conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. Just as the enemy attempted to stir up disturbance in the midst of the great work of restoration that Nehemiah was working on, we are seeing the constant workings of disturbance to what the Spirit of the Lord is doing in this hour to restore the United States of America. But take heart, God will not allow His work to come unraveled. In Nehemiah 4 verse 9, it gives us direction for what we are facing ourselves. And they said to one another, But we pray to our God, and because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. God is calling you, His cupbearers, His sons and daughters, as guards, to stand and protect the spiritual walls of America from the opposition within. We see this same strategy of the enemy playing out with Nehemiah, where in chapter 4 verse 11 it says, Our enemies said, They will not know or see us until we are among them. Kill them and put a stop to the work. The enemy's tactic of hiding within to divide and conquer will not stand. As long as God's people position themselves to pray and stand guard over the walls and the wine 
of the coming outpouring. Nehemiah stationed guards and armed men behind the wall, in the lowest places at the points of the wall that were the weakest. He then encouraged the people who had fear in their eyes. He said to them, do not be afraid of them. Confidently remember the Lord. With courage from Him, fight for your brothers, fight for your families and fight for your homes. Then when the enemy heard that Nehemiah knew the plot against them, it frustrated their plans. Nehemiah positioned every builder with a sword secured at his side as he built. I believe this is a strategy for this hour where you may see a weak point in the walls of America rather than being like Tobiah who mocked the work of the Lord. Stand guard over it and protect it. Speak protection and strength over the United States of America. Isaiah 62 verse 6 On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed and stationed watchmen who will never keep silent day or night. You who profess the Lord, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest from your prayers until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her a praise on the earth. I hear the Lord saying, whose report will you believe? I am revealing the enemy within so that you can take up your guard and stand against him. Set a guard over your mouth and mind in this moment. Speak my protection forth, decree my answers. Do not allow your words to become a tool in the enemy's hands. Arise and rebuild. Rebuild with your prophetic declarations and prayers. Stand strong and see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Nehemiah's name means Yahweh comforts. I believe that during this time of great upheaval, the Lord is comforting His people as they look to Him. I hear Him saying again, why are you finding your answers in what the media have to say? Do not look to them, for your source of life is in me. Keep your eyes on me and I will comfort you as I bring healing to your nation. I am exposing and destroying the enemy through your obedience to pray. Isaiah 62 verse 10, go through, go through the gates, clear the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up a banner over the peoples. The Spirit of God is moving powerfully in this hour, brooding across the United States to close the breaches of the injustices of many generations. He is moving swiftly to answer His children's prayers. He is moving in and amongst us to annihilate the political and religious principalities that are desperately vying for continued power. He is overthrowing evil judgments and rulings that have been long withstanding. He is arising as judge of the earth, both in righteousness and injustice. He is moving to bring healing to black America who have been long under the oppression of racism. We must be aware of the hijack that is currently taking place to cause division that would attempt to stop the healing that the Lord is moving to bring. God is moving to overthrow abortion, a stain of sin upon the land. He is moving to unseat the clutches of sex trafficking, pornography and evil underlying political systems. I believe in the coming days, we are also going to see the Spirit of the Lord moving to encounter the hearts of those within the LGBT community. He is pursuing their hearts. 
He is looking for the one. He is coming after those that have been lost. He is coming after them wholeheartedly. He is pursuing them in this hour. And the Lord is saying to the church, arise and rebuild in this hour. Prepare yourselves because the lost are coming home. The lost are coming home in this hour, says the Lord Almighty. The lost are coming home. You must rise and rebuild so that they have a place to come. Proverbs 14 verse 4, the only clean stable is an empty stable. So if you want the work of an ox and to enjoy an abundant harvest, you'll have a mess or two to clean up. The mess you see is the evidence of revival and awakening on the horizon. What should have taken Nehemiah and his team four or more years to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem took only 52 days. God divinely strengthened them to rebuild in a short amount of time. And I believe He is divinely strengthening His people to rebuild America in a short amount of time. In what should take years will take place quickly. Just as it took Nehemiah 52 days, I believe Isaiah 52 holds a promise from the Lord over America. It says, Awake, awake, Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust, rise up, sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter Zion. For this is what the Lord says, you were sold for nothing and without money you will be redeemed. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, at first my people went down to Egypt to live. And now what do I have here, declares the Lord, for my people have been taken away for nothing and those who rule them mock, declares the Lord. All day long, my name is constantly blasphemed. Therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, in that day, they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare His holy arm in the sight of all nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing, come out from it and be pure, you who carry the articles of the Lord's house. But you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The Lord God of Israel will be your rear guard. God is calling forth His Nehemiahs in this hour. Come forth, Nehemiahs, come forth. You have a mandate before you as cupbearers to the King to rise and rebuild the walls and gates of America that have been torn down by demonic forces. It is time to get up, bride. It is time to get to work in the spirit. No more laying down on the battlefield. No more being deceived by the enemy's tactics. Look and see, God is doing a new thing. He is higher and mightier, and He has not changed His mind about America. God's hand is moving swiftly to restore America. So pick up your swords, mighty ones, and pray. Isaiah 61 verse 2 I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace, 
and a time of God's recompense on His enemies, to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, and the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness, planted by Yahweh as a living display of His glory.
Life is over and the battle is done. I have his assurance that the battle was won. And life everlasting is waiting for me. He's made a pathway through the clouds, through the storm, through the desert, through the darkness, through the sea. He's made a pathway through the clouds to all eternity for you. He's the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, and we can depend on His word. We can depend on His word. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. The Prince of Peace. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Savior. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ. God's only begotten Son, the only one who could save us from our sins, from our sadness. He was born so we can be born again. If we love Him, remember Him, follow Him, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice greatly. For unto you, and unto me, and unto all of us, a Savior is born. never changes. He is and he will always be. He is who he is. That's what his name Jehovah even means. It means I am. Yahweh means he is. He's God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Judge, Creator, Yahweh, Lord, Jehovah, El Elyon, the Most High God, Adonai, Lord, Master, El Shaddai, Lord, God Almighty, El Alam, the Everlasting God, the God of Eternity, the God of the Universe, the God of Ancient Days. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is the Shiloh, the Peacemaker, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. He is Kenah, jealous. He is Jehovah Enkadash, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes holy. He is, he is a star, a scepter out of Israel, the cursed of God, the captain of the host of the Lord. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers, the rock of my salvation. My salvation. He is the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. He is the day's man, the interpreter, my rock and my redeemer. He is crowned, the crown of pure gold, the most blessed forever. He is the forsaken, the worm, and no man. He is Jehovah Ra. He is my restorer, the king of glory. He who sitteth king forever he is a stranger and an alien. My strong rock, my rock and my fortress. Fairer than the children of men, the rock that is higher than I, the rock of my strength, the rock of habitation. He is as rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. The rock of my heart, the, the shield, shield, the rock of my refuge. The king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. A brother born for adversity, the friend that loveth at all times. A stone of grace, a friend that seeketh closer than the brother. He is his ointment poured forth, my well-beloved. A bundle of myrrh, a cluster of henna blooms. The Rose of Sharon. He is the Lily of the Valley. The lily of the Valley. The chiefest among ten thousand. His countenance is as Lebanon. Yea, he is altogether lovely. He is my beloved and my friend. He, he is holy, holy, holy. He's a sanctuary. The great light. A son given. The mighty God. The Father of eternity. He is a child born, the Prince of Peace, an ensign of the people, the nail fastened in a sure place, a strength to the poor, strength. a strength to the needy in distress, a shadow from the heat, a refuge from the storm. He is the rock of ages, a crown of glory and beauty. He is a stone, a triad stone, a covert from the tempest, from the tempest. He is as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land, as a hiding place from the wind. He is the king in his beauty, my leader, the everlasting, the everlasting God. He is mine elect, in whom my soul delighted. He is a light of the Gentiles, the covenant of the people, the polished shaft, glorious. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is a man of sorrows, despised, is rejected. He is stricken, stricken. smitten. He is wounded, bruised. He is oppressed. He is my portion, my maker, my husband. He's the God of the old earth, the witness to his people, the leader, the commander, the redeemer. He is mighty. He is my physician. Jehovah Sid Canoe, the Lord our righteousness. David, their king, their king. My resting place. My feeder. The plant of renown. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He is the prince of princes. The Messiah. 
the prince, the strength of the children of Israel, the, the hope of, of thy people, the ruler, he is king over all the earth. He is a refiner's fire, fuller's soap, my refiner, my purifier, purifier, the son of righteousness. He is Jesus, Yeshua, salvation, Emmanuel, God with us. He is born as the king of the Jews. He is a governor, the Nazarene, Nazarene. the bridegroom. He is meek, lowly. He is the one of whom the Father says, My beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. The Son of the living God, Jesus, the Christ, the, the Rock, the Builder, the Prophet of Nazareth. He is betrayed, betrayed mocked, crucified, the Holy One of God, my brother, the Carpenter, and his life is a ransom. He is the Son of the Blessed, the Son of the Highest, God my Savior, the Horn of Salvation, the day spring from on, on high, a Savior which is Christ the Lord, the salvation of God. He is the glory of thy people Israel, Lord of the Sabbath, my healer, the Christ of God, my servant, the chosen of God. He is risen, he is risen. a prophet mighty in deed and word. He is the word, the word that was with God, the word that was God, the light of men, the true light, the word that was made flesh. He is the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. The Lamb of God. My teacher. Teach. The gift of, God. gift of God. He is Messiah. The bread of God. The bread of life. He is my meat. My drink. The light of the world. The door of the sheep. The, the good, good shepherd, shepherd that, that laid down, down his life. life. The scent of the Father. He is the resurrection. The king of the daughter of Zion. The corn of wheat. He is the light. The light. My Lord, Master. My example. He is the way, the truth, the life, the vine, scourged, crowned with a crown of thorns, crucified as the king of the Jews. He is exalted, glorified, the holy one and the just, the prince of life, the anointed, the prince and his savior. He is Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all, the judge, Jesus of Nazareth, the mercy seat, Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the firstborn among many brethren. Over all, God blessed forever. Lord over all, the deliverer. deliverer. Lord both of the dead and living. The minister of the circumcision. He is my wisdom, my righteousness, my sanctification, my redemption. He is the foundation, my Passover, the spiritual rock, the head of every man, the first fruits of them that slept. He is the last Adam, the quickening spirit, the image of God, his unspeakable gift, my peace. He is the offering, he is the sacrifice, the head over all things to the church. He is he that filleth all in all. He is a servant who humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, creator of all things, the, the firstborn, firstborn from the, the dead. dead, the head of the body, the church, the head of all principalities and powers. He is my all in all. He, he is, is our Lord. Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is Lord of peace. He is our Lord of hope. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the justified, the mediator, the righteous judge, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is obedient and his throne is forever and ever. And ever. He is the upholder of all things, the express image of his person, the brightness of his glory. He is Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, and forever. The shepherd of the sheep, the great shepherd that was brought again from the dead. 
He is a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle. And his flesh is the veil which was rent in two. He is the altar, the offerer, the, the forerunner for us. Entered even Jesus. He is the priest, the, priest, the high priest, the great high priest, the intercessor, the surety, the covenanter. He is the captain of salvation, the author and finisher of faith, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. He is crowned with glory and honor. He is the tempted, the merciful, the faithful. He is holy, harmless, undefiled. He is the shepherd. He is the perfect. He is my helper, the lamb without blemish and without spot, the living stone. He's a chief cornerstone. He is a precious stone. He is guileless. He is vile. He is the chief shepherd that shall again appear. Today's star, my Savior. He is the word of life. He is the life. He is that eternal life which was with the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the righteous, the Savior of the world, the true God, true God, the advocate. He is the advocate. Jesus Christ. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. He is, he is the almighty, which is, which was, which is to come. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the first and the last. He is he that liveth. He is the tree of life. He is the hidden manna. He is the faithful and the true witness. been listening to Pat Rutherford and Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. 
Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.